Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, a shout out and thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever platform you choose to listen. Uh, thanks to, we always run down the, all the sponsors from the past, Pollyanna DIY, Thrift Store Jobber, uh, Voodoo Monkey Tattoo, uh, check out, go get inked up with Sean Jaundice there. Uh, I should say a huge thanks to Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. Uh, they were with didn't us see, all weekend. Didn't see Sean Jaundice once this weekend. No, you're out there listening, Sean. I didn't see you out there. Better yeah, I, didn't, I don't remember. I didn't see him on Friday. Or Saturday. Or Saturday. Saturday, I feel like, is a busy day for him. You know, people have off from work. That's always a good day to go into a tattoo parlor. Uh yeah, we didn't see him. And, uh, well, yeah, Smoking Jay's Barbecue was with us both days. Well, that was very cool. And congrats to them. They have a physical, actual, like, physical location so they can work on all their catering stuff. And you can go get takeout, and they're doing delivery down in North Canton. So if you uh, live in the North Canton area, look up Smoking Jay's Barbecue, follow them on Twitter. I believe they're. In, uh, I believe they're in Maslin. Is it Maslin that they're in? Oh, we're going to be in North Canton, we're and they are North in. Canton. They are in Maslin, right down yeah. the road. They are. That's. They are in Maslin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I talked to talked to Brock quite a bit. He is working on uh, really expanding the Smoke and Jay's business with this into like a brick and mortar sort of thing. Um, and I know that they have like a physical kind of like, you know, I think simply just takeout right now. Yes. Um, yeah. So Smoke and Jay's is opening up on one at 1008 9th Street Southwest in Maslin, Ohio uh, this month. So available for Uber Eats and Grubhub. In terms yeah. Of delivery. So I, I think they're just doing. They're just doing takeout. Um, I spoke to uh, I spoke to Brock at Toy Ohio, and he explained to me that uh, you know he's working on this. He has some partners. Uh, he's looking for investors to expand into a full fledged restaurant right now. Uh, you know he has a location. <coughs> it's that location that he signed he signed uh, the lease on, but he's trying to he's trying to actually buy it because. And this is where uh, this gets very interesting to AIW fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, The location in which he's trying to buy has a full-on event center attached to it, uh, which, you know, with a stage and, um, you know, a very nice wide open, you know, wide open room. Um, So he's working, you know, not only working to... uh, become an entrepreneur and uh, really make Smoking Jays a full-fledged business and restaurant. But he's also uh, working for the AW fans, trying to uh, not only secure a restaurant location, but secure an actual venue in which uh, we could host events in the Maslin area on a regular basis. Uh, so if you're somebody listening, you have a lot of money, you want to invest, <laughs> get a hold of Smoking Jays, get a hold of Brock. Uh, he is looking for investors very soon to uh you know make this a reality 
Mr. Whiskers very excited about that possibility. Yes. Yes. Are you <laughs> all over the microphone. Uh, and of course, as always, uh, thanks to thanks to the merger between independentwrestling.tv and Smartmark Video, watching AIW never been easier. Though you wouldn't guess guess that based upon uh, last week's streams, but we'll get into that a little later. But go to iwtv.live or independentwrestling.tv, sign up for IWTV, use the code ABSOLUTE so that they know we sent you. And, of course, if you go to smartmarkvideo.com, you can purchase on DVD or digital download anything that is in the AIW archive ever. So, there is that. And uh, this week, we get into the episode. Uh, AIW owner John Thorne. Of course, my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, I, I will start off on this note with Smartmark and IWTV. For the first time in a long time, John Thorne, we got to see Smart Mark Gary this weekend. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome, to be perfectly honest. I saw Gary, he gave me a big hug as soon as he got to the venue. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, he didn't even do the last shows right before COVID, from what no. I recall. So it has been almost almost two years, I would say, probably since we've seen Gary in person. Um, yeah. You know, time is a time is a flat circle in the COVID uh, era of life. Uh, it's it's hard to really even put like time frames on things, but I'm pretty sure it's close to two years since we've seen Gary physically in person. Uh, you know, bittersweet, obviously, without Shannon being there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was great to see Gary. He was in high spirit spirits. He was happy to be back. Um, you know, it was good to see him smiling, you know, and enjoying himself and, you know, joking around with people. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, that was a, a really, a really good way to kind of kick things off Friday. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It may, honestly, it may be, it may be more like closer to three years because I don't, I'm trying to think, think of Gary. I don't, think I don't even know that point. Gary's done Odeon shows, John. Yes, he has. What are you talking about? You're fucking fried. He did done did he? Odeon shows. Yes. We've really, you think about this. We really only did the Odeon. Oh, yeah. they, they Okay. Man, Come it's on. been. All right. So that's still, it's still over two years. We started it's in the Odeon two- in 2019. Yeah. I don't, was it 2019 or 2018? 2019. 2019 yeah so yeah. we did it we did a full year and a half at the Odeon, which gary did mostly all those shows he did do plus the, the action shows, yeah. plus the akron shows yeah all right it hasn't still, been that long still 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 two long. years is still a long time to not see him but uh yeah it was great gave him a big hug and uh great reaction from the crowd i appreciate that i know that he really appreciates that uh because when we talk about aiw being a family gary of course a part of that family has been for a very long time yeah very long it's like if you can somehow get the robles and gary super team together that would just be you know the ultimate team i think the ultimate iwtv smart mark video super yeah. force it, sometimes maybe sometimes you can even get mike burns down there running the running the floor camera then you really got the whole team we did have some <laughs> new we did have some newbies on on hand uh running production um we you know, did. They had some new. They had some new employees that they sent out. 
Uh, so it was nice to meet them and get to know them. <coughs> and, uh, you know, it looks like they are attempting to expand operations, expand the team. Uh, they have more people uh, coming on board working for them. So, you know, that is exciting potentially for the future uh, because, you know, that should mean that most of our shows can live stream. However, as we will get into, doesn't always doesn't always uh, go too well for us when we do the live stream. So uh, let's uh, yeah let's let's get into that kind of stuff a little bit later. But for now, let's just uh, let's start with this. You know, Friday, John Thorne was a show basically full of homegrown talent. I mean, Ethan Wright technically your only true outsider but has started to grow and a lot of that you know thanks an to argument being seen an argument IW. can't be an argument can't be made for ethan right as well because yeah while he is you know a journeyman a uh you know obviously trained under harley race he's never really been given a platform you know to this level you know to where he is you know playing to audiences essentially you know in you know, streaming type situation uh, where, you know, he's getting seen by more fans. Uh, so an argument can also be made for Ethan Wright. Uh, but yeah, it was really a goal to f- focus on, you know, homegrown types of talent. You know, I, I had a tweet uh, at this point would be yesterday where it's like, you know, you can call them students, homegrown, locals, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're the roster at this point, And it was, this was their weekend to, you know, do everything they can to, you know, make a case for themselves to stand out and continue to be featured, you know, going forward on shows. Uh, so, you know, that was really, that was really the idea of Friday night and the and basically the weekend was to really give you know our our crew you know a platform to shine and uh you know that was the 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 point of go for broke and uh you know it was all kind of built up through that and you know culminated with this tournament on friday night and from a a match quality perspective and tournament perspective how did you feel they did well, uh, I guess like before we even get into that, I'll say that uh, you know we we've talked about Friday, we've talked about the past attempts of you know tournaments dedicated to Chandler and how they've kind of like blended together and um, you know didn't really stand on their own, you know, because they'd be in with a Jaylet weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, Friday, like I, I woke up in like a pretty weird mood because it was it was like kind of like finally facing the reality and not trying to like hide the the Chandler show you know what I mean like if that makes sense like not trying to downplay the ones that we did before but it was like almost like wasn't like a real thing you know when it's tied in with the Jaylet weekend and you know there's all those emotions around that whole thing uh this was like the first time where it was like, okay, like this is a day completely dedicated to Chandler. And, uh, I was a little emotional on Friday. You know what I mean? I started looking at pictures and, uh, you know, kind of like, like facing 
facing that reality that the uh i guess the the volume of what the day was going to be sort of you know what i mean like yeah uh, i'm a pretty uh you know i'm i'm a pretty like you know keep it uh keep it close to the vest type of guy so you know it was uh i, I was like at work and there was just like nobody around and like i like totally like just cried right before i left to go to the venue because i worked on friday and like i was just looking at pictures and i got like real emotional right before i went to the audience so i was just in like such like a, a strange mood on friday you uh it was you know so i kind of compiled the like uh what 15 minute uh video and it's on our youtube and facebook and it's it's people who are part of the roster kind of, you know, uh, talking about Chandler, talking about what the tournament means and, and talking about biggins in general and sharing some memories. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, was, I put that together and, uh, there were, there were multiple times that I was just, uh, I cried like a little baby a few times Friday morning. Yeah. You know, like oh, watching um, that, I guess for context purposes, like all that stuff in that video is like, extra footage from go for broke and i produced those like sit down interviews and i made an effort to always ask people those questions and i asked them with no warning you know what i mean they did not know that they were going to talk about chandler they didn't know like so all that stuff isn't like i have time to sit down and think uh how i'm gonna say this uh you know, because I don't even know if we ever got into the context of of Go for Broke at all. But all those interviews, nobody was given any sort of idea of what to say. Uh, basically, I said sit down, and then I would ask them questions, and they would they would have to reply with no like it wasn't a wrestling promo. They would have to reply with real responses, and mm-hmm. every single person that did one. Even if they didn't know Chandler, which you know, I I know the the people that didn't know him were were left out of the the package that that was uploaded on Friday morning, but I made sure to ask every single person that because you know I wanted genuine responses. I had no idea what or if that footage was ever going to see the light of day. I just wanted them like I wanted to have it, and I also wanted the talents, especially the ones that knew Chandler to understand what we were trying to do. And what the whole point of go for broke was, was to really celebrate the memory of Chandler Biggins and, you know, bring it all together with this tournament. Uh, so, you know, all, all that was no like in character or anything that was totally just, Hey, sit down on this couch uh, what you know? What did Chandler Biggins mean to you? Like, no, nobody had any warning or anything like that. And I, I think you know we got some really good stuff. Uh, and you know, when I like I watched that video, mm-hmm. and then that made me so emotional. And then I started kind of like you know I went to Chandler's Facebook page and I started looking through photos and like there's like you know probably you know a hundred of photos of me, him, and somebody else. You know what I mean? And it's just like. Uh, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty heavy heavy day uh, to start off you know to and it took it, it took me a while you know I it took me a while to even want to show up to the venue you know like I, I 
like I, I had, I was done with work. I could have showed up, you know, I could have left early. Uh, and I just kind of, I kind of sat there for like two hours, uh, trying to, you know, prolong having to go to the, having to go to the venue. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's kind of how, that's kind of how my Friday started. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, that was, uh, that was basically my Friday. Was uh, I worked on that and then uh, got over to there. I I will say I was later to the venue than I wanted to be because were you ever? Uh, you got, you were there. You got there after doors open, and I was like, no 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 doors doors hadn't opened yet. I got there. I think I just didn't see. It was you. close. It was close. I know it was pretty close. Yeah, I think I didn't see you at first. So I got there at like 5.30, 5.45 maybe. Uh, they definitely were tailgating out front. But uh, so my big hold up was that from Gopher Broke, uh, you know, I was holding on to the Biggins Cup. And from the time frame of what you folks saw, Gopher Broke was over. And until now, I have moved into a house and... I knew that the Biggins Cup was in a box. I didn't know what box. And uh, that was the problem. (laughs) So I had to figure all of that out. And uh, yeah, that was that was a nightmare because there is a lot of there are a lot of boxes that have not been unpacked yet. And and I eventually found the Biggins Cup and I got there. And, then you know, then we talk about you talk about Robles being the dream team. So, Robles and I kind of team up with Matt, who's at the Odeon, and have uh, finally basically figured out this lighting situation. When we watch shows, so that it could be, or when we do shows, so that they can be best lit for the audience, because the audience likes it to be a little bit dimmer. They like that that you know darker uh, feel in within the Odeon. If there's just something about it, and then. But you also have to balance that with the people watching at home. You know, they've got to be able to see what's going on. And in doing so, Robles started bringing lights to help front light and knows exactly where they go. And I then quickly realized, here's Gary. Here are these brand new people. That means that there are no front lights that Robles usually brings. Uh, and so we thankfully had ours, and it quickly became, all right, we have to get these plugged in and up and running and going. And then that just became a really goofy technical mess of things. And uh, we're talking about old outlets in the Odeon. So there are two prongs. So then we have an extension cord that's two prong. Great. But then the lights are a three prong, and we don't have one of those adapters that makes a three prong, a two prong. It just really dumb stuff that is very inundating and uh yeah and then we we were rushing and getting ready and and there there you go there there you have it oh and i still had to get a haircut in that day that was also part of being late but uh yeah so i was inundated with all these this this small the small minutiae uh became a very quick factor uh, in terms of setting up the lighting so that you folks at home could watch and see it. Uh, and then John Thorne, even after all of that, 
things seemed a little dim on the camera for the floor cam. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was not uh that was not us folks. That was a well I guess I could tell you because that's why after talking to Gary who he found out and the next day was trying to run things with, with Robles, there is an internal issue with their camera. So if you were watching on Friday and you were like, Why is it so dark? If you actually look at the hard cam it's fine but the floor cam has some sort of internal issue and we they, they could not white balance it and uh adjust exposures and things like that so there was some sort of issue there that left it very dark and there's your answer yeah and there's you know right when we were getting ready to go live uh this camera started you know started having these issues and uh that's kind of what caused us to, to start later than seven thirty. um and then you know like both days honestly were plagued by just like really weird uh i don't even know if like production not even production issues like i don't even just really weird issues like uh, the Odeon had a new sound guy and like he just match one like the whole building almost fell down because he had just had bass on, the bass turned all the way up uh, <laughs> and that's all you could hear uh, also this guy just country music just started playing randomly during one of the matches uh, like just stupid fucking things happened like Saturday the PA system that was rented for us only played in mono, did not play in stereo. So I don't know uh, like what it looks like on the stream, but uh, it was all it was awful. <laughs> like live, you couldn't hear any one's entrance music. Um, you know, it's just one of those weekends to where you know the wrestling is one thing, and then the other stuff, you know, is a completely different story. Um, but yeah, I, there were just lots of lots of new people involved in many of the things. From you know, there were new people you know helping with the with IWTV. There were new people working at the Odeon, um, and it was just like they weren't. We're so used to like we don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? It's like a set it and forget it sort of operation. Yeah, to where we had these new people. Uh, and there was like a bit of a, there was a bit of a curve, you know, a learning curve there, uh, on Friday. And then on, you know, on Saturday we worked with, you know, completely new people as far as the, those festival promoters. So, uh, this was brought up to me, John Thorne. I don't know if you believe in the supernatural or not, but, uh, any chance Chandler Biggin just, just trying to rib us. Absolutely not, because he would be fucking furious at all of these things that yeah, happened. But he didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> it didn't matter. He would not think it was funny. He would not think it was funny one bit. He would have had a fucking fit. <laughs> he would have been pretty angry. Uh, yeah. So again, you know, listen. He, I know he that had a much. He has a much shorter fuse than I. I. I, I can. Allow, I allow things to like boil up over time. Like he would fucking lose his mind. <laughs> Uh, I know that uh, Traxler often gets a bad rap for whatever reason because there there are fans who know that he's back there running the sound. But uh, 
none of these things were none of these mishaps were due to Traxler. So if you're on Twitter or anything, my, my grape with Traxler, I said, Traxler, you better get some fucking pit bull or something going on this pre-show playlist for Chandler Biggins, and he just stuck with the regular like ACDC and stuff. <laughs> hate breed. <laughs> We gotta get so, we gotta get a good pre-show playlist going. So, uh, aside from those sec- technical things, the technical things like were really the things that drove me nuts. But but did did the roster do the show justice from your standpoint watching it? Did these did these guys in fact step up? You know, with with the idea that hey, this is a showcase for you to show something and prove something. I know how I felt, but how? Do, what do you feel? See, that's kind of a trick question, though, because okay, they can, but they can also cannot at the same time. And what I mean by that is, uh, there's more to it than what you do between the ropes. You know, there's sure. Uh, they all knew that they are all essentially underdogs. Uh, it was not a sexy, sensational lineup. Uh, I feel, and you know, this is, I'm going to sound like every bitter indie promoter on earth, but I feel this was the time for a lot of these guys to step up, really do some grassroots promoting of themselves and uh, do everything they can to bring eyes on Friday night and to prove that they are worth the sp- taking up the spots. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that the wrestling more or less all delivered. Um, I think, you know, everybody, uh, did great. There was great storytelling throughout the, the tournaments. Um, you know, since Dom was hurt, I kind of, you know, I'd let, I booked the show and I kind of let him produce things. Uh, and, uh, you know, I thought that he did well with that. That I, I, I yeah. felt a lot of the things worked very well. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, that had, very little notoriety. Let's say Mikey Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a very he had a star making night. Uh, Derek Dillinger star making night. Wes Barkley star making night. Wes Barkley. People just think he's a manager. We talked about it last week. I thought that you know he did everything he could to deliver a main event. Yeah. Um, you know Ethan Wright, uh, PB Smooth. Uh, no disrespect to PB Smooth, but Ethan Wright just uh helped make him helped make pb look like a million dollars you know like uh there were so many little things that were so great uh you know weird body coming coming back and you know delivering a, a crazy title a title match yeah chase oliver returning uh matches kind of pl- i don't know how it sounds on the stream but live it is plagued because this country music just starts playing, you know, right in the middle of it. And people in the crowd are confused and mad. Um, but I think that the wrestling, you know, like Trey and Mikey have a crazy opener. Yeah. Um, you know, the, even the, the razor sharp stuff, you know, uh, he did what 
was expected to him and it created some great moments uh throughout the night and uh i think you know between the ropes it's a great show i think everybody took it seriously and wanted to optimize their minutes in the ring however you know in bold honesty i was told that the streaming numbers were atrocious on friday night and we did not do anywhere near what we would normally do with a regular AW lineup for a live stream. And, you know, you have to, from my, from my point of view, or from my, you know, where I stand, I am trying to justify this airtime with this company, you know, and I fought for this date. Mm-hmm. and it didn't do good. So, you know what I mean? I know that I was doing everything I could to promote it. I knew that I was trying, but I don't know that going with a lineup of all, you know, homegrown appeals to the streaming audience because they are not known nationally for the most part. Mm-hmm. And... That obviously impacted our streaming numbers, which impacts the profitability of the show, uh, which, you know, as much as, uh, you know, you want to say it was uh, maybe a more affordable lineup for us without the with the streaming numbers doing bad, it is now a show that's in the red. You know what I mean? So that is uh, you know that's the reality of being a wrestling promoter and uh, also a, a wrestling school owner you know like you want to try to make the most out of your products but you know sometimes fans are not biting on that and you know our the process you know, has been put them in with veterans, mix them in, mix up the show lineups, and that seems to work. Uh, I don't know that the lineup of all homegrown talents works as far as a live stream goes because, you know, the numbers didn't do good. We've been very honest about the numbers for Go For Broke not doing well. Uh, so, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we've this was definitely an experiment over the last few months. Uh, I hope, you know, I, I hope that maybe it was just one of those things. There's a million things going on. You know, what's the, 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 the Tracy Smothers line? McDonald's opened up down the road. You know, you can't compete with that. Uh, maybe there was just a lot of things going on. You know, it is a Friday night in the summertime. That is, you know, previous to COVID, you know, summer has always been a death month. To, to run independent wrestling. Uh, but the live crowd was there. You know what I mean? Like we had, you know, we opened up more GAs on Friday and, you know, we had over 200 people in the Odeon. You know, not that that's like a crazy number, but uh, given the circumstances, you know, I thought that that was a very, you know, that was a very good live draw. But the stream numbers were not good. Uh, so maybe it's just because it was a Friday night stream. You know, maybe, 
you know, the the VOD is going to blow the numbers out of the out of the water and everything's going to be okay. But uh, you know, that's like the that's like the you know the the day after show high or whatever. You know, you get hit with those real business numbers and those real business facts, and it's like you, you can't. I can't argue with the fact, you know what I mean? That the numbers weren't good. There's no argument to that. Uh, but you know, I knew it was a risk. I was hoping that the risk was going to pay off. I was hoping that people were really going to be behind, you know, the, the, the new, the featuring new talent and, you know, this, this whole idea of go for broke and building, you know, people towards the future. And, uh, I, I guess I, I, I guess they weren't. So, you know, that's the reality. I mean, I'm not going to let it deter me. I think the show overall is great, high quality, in ring stuff, very innovative stuff. Everybody worked hard. And I'm not blaming the talents for, you know, it drawing bad. I just think that, you know, there's more to wrestling if you are a talent than just wrestling. And, uh, you know, you have to create value for yourself any way you can and that also includes you know bringing eyes to shows that you're on and uh you know uh, that's also falls on the promoter too i'm i'm taking you know i i'm taking my you know uh taking accountability for it as well uh, but this was really a risk you know designed for you know our homegrown people our students whatever you want to call them to to really shine and kind of, I was looking for a, like, you know, prove everyone wrong number, you know what I mean? And we did not get that. Sure. So, you know, you're talking about outside of the ring. How do we, you know, what can you attribute that to? And when you say, okay, it's not their fault. They're starting out. And I get that. And and I guess kind of to put in perspective to, to what you're saying, you know, folks, let's, I'm just kind of, giving you a rundown here uh Wes Barkley and Mikey Montgomery both star making performances we can agree in terms of what they did in the ring and they tweeted about the show you know but you know we we've got a show coming up with Danhausen Danhausen puts his tweet out Danhausen has 45,000 followers on Twitter Mikey's got uh just over 600 and uh Wes has uh, almost a thousand you know, so they're they're doing their part. They're tweeting it. I don't know if they did uh, any promos or anything leading up. But again, even if they do that, their reach is only, you know, so far. Uh, granted, people do promos, tag AIW. You could put that out there, and maybe if it's good enough, it intrigues someone. And now it's oh, well, now I'd like to watch this guy. I think uh, my point, I think kind of my point to that though is yeah, two years ago Dan Housen was in the same boat, and he has turned himself into a international phenomenon you know just by trying and it seems like a lot of these guys are a little complacent you know what i mean well he's kind of i guess he's kind of a great example of he's the best example of of what you were saying right yeah exactly because he was i mean Folks, he was not the fifth member of the production. He was the sixth person to be put in the production. Just a replacement background guy. Yeah. 
so he comes in and 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 now you look at him you look at where he is and has taken himself and he's and a, that's 100% him doing it he's 100% self-made guy he's like a 100% mm-hmm. self-made guy as well uh, and I just think, you know, uh, and that was my thinking is like we have catapulted all these people and I'm not taking any responsibility for Danhausen at all. He is 100 percent self-made. But, you know, we did give him a platform early on. And I was looking at that as kind of an example of like, hey, everybody, like, you know, this is your chance. Like you have the floor, you know, the floor is yours. Take yeah. take it, you know, take it for they could have all been doing things for the last month you know they could have all been um you know working working hard for you know whatever reason whether it's promos character stuff promotional stuff uh and i think people just get people once people start taking those taking bookings outside no matter how big or small they just kind of get like oh i'm a wrestler now you know and like that's sure. It. Hey, it's up to promote now. So, okay, so to to the credit of the guys on this show, you know, we do with at AIW. We talk a lot about maybe maybe this does fall on us. We talk a lot about driving that live audience because that is the bread and butter in terms of what we do. And you, I can tell you for a fact, we know that Barkley Nation showed up. Uh, we we know that Trey Lamar's family bought tickets. We know that. Uh, to be fair to Trey Lamar, though, they bought tickets because they knew he was moving away, and they probably won't see him around any. Yeah, yeah, while. but but you know what I mean, like. Still, I, but still, yeah, he the, still did but, it. But he, you know, what I mean, he could have he could have not said anything to them. Uh, but uh, somebody else had a, a. One of the other guys had a a decent amount of people there, and I can't remember who it was for life of me but anyway there was there was somebody else uh maybe it was Derek I don't know sorry neither here that lost track I'm trying to think back who the heck was all in this tournament now but there was somebody else that that uh had a good amount of 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 people there uh hell it might have been razor sharp um so you know that that was done but like you said, you know, we got to take a little bit. Of, we take a little bit of blame as a promotion. It's like, well, maybe when we go back to the drawing board, and maybe this is part of. And I know that this has been discussed with the AIW school and stuff. Like, all right, well, if one of our objectives here, as we move forward in 2021, go to 2022, is to increase our streaming numbers, then we've got to help push these, uh, push this roster to do more stuff uh to be seen you know in terms of promotion of the show promotion of themselves but i mean, I mean there's like you know there's uh, there's only so much you know what i mean there's only so much you can do yeah to where you know we can't sit and produce these guys and girls non-stop and i'm not you know i'm not tr- also not trying to <laughs> you know come off negative and say the whole weekend or it was a failure. It's just, you know, I'm the one that has to have those conversations with IWTV. That's like, Hey, you know, you wanted this time slot. We gave you this time slot. We gave you this airspace. It didn't do good. You know what I mean? And, uh, that really falls on me. And, uh, I put, you know, I, I put faith in, in everybody that was in the tournament. 
and it didn't do it didn't do well you know uh hopefully you know this week the numbers are 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 good to great but you know it's just one of those things to where it's like uh that conversation kind of can suck the wind out of any sort of successful night you know what i mean like sure you know yes the tickets were great for the lineup uh you know there's a lot of things like merch did very well you know stuff like that uh but you know the streaming numbers because you know dvd the dvd market is almost dead at this point you know so you know we really need those that that streaming revenue to you know to help us and uh it just wasn't it just wasn't there on on friday night um and yeah that's you know that's that's what it is i i I think the show was great though i think it helped a lot of guys and i do hope that it helped that i do hope that it helps catapult them to becoming you know those those marquee talents that we need them to be uh going forward you know because as people continue to get signed and you know whatever else we need you know we need these talents to you know to be the cornerstones of the promotion going forward and yeah that was really a a big part of this tournament as well you you have to sit back and look at this from you have to look at everything from a long game but as the promoter you also have to look at everything from the short game and the short game is, hey, we need this. We need this stuff to be driven now. We need the streams to be happening now. But then, from a long game, sure, it would be great to sit here five years from now and people discover this lineup. And you look back on this lineup and you go, "Holy shit! I cannot believe that all of these people were on this show." <laughs> yeah, and Razor Sharp. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know, the, you hope that they are uh, on onto much, much bigger things, and you know, maybe on television. You know, if 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 four people from the show are regularly on television five years from now, I think you could look back and be like, "Man, that's that's crazy to look at that." Um, but again, that's the long-term success and that makes you five years from now potentially look back smile laugh and be like wow that's awesome great good for us but you to remain financially viable for everything that you do and you need the the short-term stuff to work out too yeah it's like you know and like i said i'm not i'm not that disappointed about it you know the uh yeah the live the live crowd was great you know but you know, you need. It's kind of like a thing where you need everything, all that money thrown into a pot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, the talents, you know, especially are listening to this and go, I have to stop being so complacent and kind of step up my promotional game. You know, and 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 turn. You, you know, we 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 give everyone a platform, but that only takes you so far. You know, you have to. You have to do something with it and, you know, become more, more valuable, you know, not only to AIW, but other promotions. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing because it only helps you. To, to his credit, 
PB is a guy who is certainly ha- has been. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. He's he's certainly been trying to experimenting. There you go. He's been experimenting with different things over the last I don't know year or two. I know COVID makes things different, but uh, you know he has he is certainly a a guy who has looked at this and been trying to do stuff. And and even Wes to a point when he was doing the food reviews that was the thing. Stopped. He stopped. But he stopped. He stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he stopped. Like that's the thing. Is like. You got to keep going, you know, and like, you yeah, know, we're, we're guilty of it with this podcast, too, sometimes. A hundred percent. I was going to say, you know, as we talk about promotion leading up to it, we were able to get out two, maybe three podcasts leading up to this. If we had done more, would we have, I don't know, would people have determined that we were back and did we, would we have built it up more? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and that's why, you I know, do take, you know, I do take, uh, you know, I, I do take the blame for it not doing well you know at the same time you know but yeah like, it's a it team is, effort it's a team it's a team effort and i think sometimes people don't realize that or you know for whatever reason um, well you said something interesting you know about the uh, again just to to look back at uh the dan and kind of you know it's not it's catching lightning in a bottle but it's not catching lightning in a bottle because he's really worked at it but when you talked about hey we it would be great to produce all these guys and and do stuff for them to get them places like do we have the capability and know-how to do things yes but this goes back to it it all comes back to money (laughs) do we have uh, the time to do it, no, because it takes away from our real life things that we need to do to make money and do that. If I could sit here and produce all sorts of things for AIW and these kids to help them out, hell yeah, I would do it for every single one of them. But it it takes money, and then you have Danhausen who is smart and I think had this realization. And the thought is, okay, I know not every single promotion has the ability to do these things for me, for me to get a bigger name. This is going to be on me. And yeah, he's now, a self-starter. Yeah. And he draws more eyes to himself, which draws more eyes to his matches and things, which then opens the door because now, you know, everybody wants to work with a bigger name. Well, when you do what he did, those bigger names are going to kind of want going to want to come work with you and uh, other promotions will be able to book them because I know they'll be able to sell the tickets and the streams and, and these things. So it's, yeah, it was, uh, it was a successful weekend in terms of, you know, we, we certainly know what we have when it comes to talent with this roster, this homegrown roster. And I think it's it's tremendous. it's It's draft picks, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of draft picks right now, but you know, someone's got to become a star. Mm-hmm. For you know, for for the sake of the promotion, because I mean, you look at, you know, uh, you, you look at our guys that you know you you could consider homegrown guys. You know, like uh, like a Justice. We got Manser very early on. Uh, you know, a, a lot of these talents. Uh, you know, they're you know. They're traveling the country, you know, their their dates and availability, you know, Tom Lawler, all these people, you know, 
they didn't come from the AW system, but we were one of the earlier promotions to book them. You know, they're busy. They're super busy now. You know, they're they're hard to you know to lock down. So we have to you know turn turn these draft picks into some stars soon. Uh, and that's kind of been the goal of you know since coming back from COVID. Yeah, and then you know the other side of this too is when you talk about outside of the ropes it's it falls on them to get to other places right like the guys that you just mentioned you know they weren't aiw academy but we were one of the places to help them start ethan page is another guy early on his career a lot of aiw shows i mean consistently in his independent career um but the thing that all of those guys have in common was they were getting out to places. Dominic Greeny, who runs the AIW Academy, started making a name for himself. How does Dom start making a name for himself? He hits the road, and he is getting out to other promotions. People are discovering him there, who may not even know that AIW exists. And, you know, that still brings eyes to AIW, because now you've got somebody who looks, and and it's like, oh, oh, he's wrestling here? Oh, cool, I'll, I'll watch that. Or, you know... It, Dom's wrestling who at AIW? Oh, I'd like to see that match. And I can't see it in person because it's happening there. But heck, I'm going to tune in so I can watch this. So it's that too. Am I, or am I just kind of totally, totally off on that? No, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things, you know? It's, yeah. And, you know, maybe I sound like a, like a selfish promoter that I want, you know, more attention brought back onto my promotion. Uh, but, I think every promoter does. You know what I mean? That's why you do it. Mm-hmm. You don't do it so nobody watches what your show, you know. So especially, you know, these guys that are coming from the school, you want them to be your guys and you want them to succeed. And, you know, it's like rising tide. You know, what's it saying? Like high tide rises all ships, raises all ships or whatever, you know. Like yeah. it's uh, you want the perfect storm. Uh and uh, you know that's that's it for Friday. Saturday was uh, also a tremendous amount of fun. Um, you know we had some outside talents brought in for that. Uh, I, I have to say, you know the the people behind uh, the event, the they run the Great Lakes Geek Fest, uh, a convention out that way. Uh, this was, you know, their first foray into doing something wrestling related. Uh, and they treated us first class all the way. You know what I mean? Like I thought that that, uh, did not know what I was, what we were getting into. Um, and, uh, you know, we were, uh, this was kind of like one of those situations to where, you know, we were just kind of hired for the day and, mm-hmm. you know, they were responsible for, you know, everything else. And, uh, you never know how stuff like that's going to go. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, it's like a handshake type of deal. And, uh, you know, you just gotta say, Hey, you know, this is what we would be looking for to do the show. And, you know, they wanted us to set them up with Godfather and all these different things. And, uh, I mean, they were great. They, you know, they did everything we asked of them. They had like, the locker room was a little bit of a walk, so they had, uh, they had like a <laughs> all-terrain golf cart uh, yeah. that they shuttled guys back and forth. Uh, very accommodating. I, I can't say enough good things about them. Uh, and you know, to their credit, th- like they weren't relying on 
the gate or anything. They had, you know, the money for us straight from the bank. Like it was still, you know, in the little like bank bands, you know what I mean? When they, you Mm -hmm. know, when you withdraw money, uh, and it, you know, it, it went great. Uh, other than the PA system, um, that show, uh, is also available right now on IWTV. It, It didn't stream live because there was, we were literally in the middle of nowhere, uh, which was added to the vibe, I think for sure. Um, but that show, you know, uh, this is where, you know, I just kind of, uh, went on a little bit of tangent of, you know, the students not, or, you know, the homegrown guys not promoting well on Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, I, I will give them, uh, a little bit more credit, uh, because, you know, they could have. Uh, they could have went out there and fucked around and, you know, did whatever. And that crowd would have accepted anything. Uh, it was, you know, there were a lot, there were a, a good portion of AIW fans were there, but there were a lot of people that have never been to AIW before in that crowd. Uh, yeah. It was a new town, new area, new fans, maybe never even been to an independent wrestling show before. Uh, they could have all went out there and kind of phoned it in and had, good matches, house show matches, or whatever you want to call it. They didn't. Everybody went out, worked extremely hard, uh, you know, from top to bottom, every single match. Uh, They really optimized their time in the ring on this show, and they did so well that, you know, I don't know logistically how the, the entire event worked out for the promoters, but based on how well that, the AW roster worked. They already told me that they want to bring us back out to that area and they want to do it again next year or maybe even sooner. And, uh, you know, they want to, uh, they were so extremely happy with how everybody performed and how everybody treated them. Uh, so that is a little bit of a, you know, a counter to, you know, the things that I think went wrong on Friday, you know, and things that they stepped up on on Saturday to where, you know, they went out there and they did have that AIW attitude to, you know, put on the best show that they possibly could. And uh, they did. And, uh, you know, everybody went home happy. The, you know, the festival organizers were so complimentary to everybody. Uh, Really just uh, put over, you know, the work ethic of the guys and the girls and uh, how just how, well the show went and i watched the majority of the show and you know i agree it was a really good show um kaplan got hit by a freaking u-haul truck you know what i mean like the main (laughs) event is crazy uh everything that you know we had hoped it it would have been and uh you know they were they were extremely happy and you know that is kind of the counter to you know we didn't do good streaming numbers on friday but we may have a potential ongoing you know, bought gig in the future in a new area, you know, to where it is essentially, you know, low risk for us to go out and, and, and do these events. And it's in a new town and, you know, we've developed a new partnership with, uh, you know, these festival organizers. Yeah. And so this is where we talk about team effort again. This is a team effort. Okay. As a promoter, bam, you found a new location for these guys to perform. There are now new eyes on them and they held up their end of the bargain put on a 
a great show and entertain these people. So now you potentially have new fans who are like, oh, I'm going to look up this AIW uh, and I'm going to look up these Bitcoin boys and whatever. What the heck is a Bitcoin boy? And, you know, oh, I'm a fan of them now. And oh, wow, I can watch a whole bunch of their shows on this thing for 10 bucks a month. And perhaps the streaming numbers are up and they've got new social media followers. So it all comes together in that aspect. And, and that's just one example of, you know, how this is a team effort then when it comes to something like that. Well, I will say everybody worked hard except for Eric Taylor of the Bitcoin Boys, who was extremely hungover from the dive bar <laughs> and was puking. Uh, up until a minute before uh, they had to go to the ring. <laughs> he claims that he only had two drinks at okay. the dive bar. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and he was looking like a million bucks at the dive bar, though, by the way. All night, really, Friday night. Shout looking out to like shout out to uh, the Mysterious Benefactors, uh, Sam and Josh. Uh, they, they hooked it up big for us. You know, obviously, dive bar was our officially sponsored after party, but they went above and beyond and they buy the VIP booth and the bottle service. And, uh, you know, they went through about 10 bottles, uh, which was no, uh, no, no cheap investment to say the least. Uh, shout out to our guy, Scott random too, who, uh, he grabbed a bottle there. He doesn't have benefactor money, but he did his. He did what he could for his part. Scott Random bought me. Brought me a gigantic care package. To uh, I, I got it on Saturday. It was like it's like a full Moscow Mule kit. Uh, these different flavored vodkas. Uh, I mean, it's like a a box of stuff. Uh, so sh- shout out to Scott Random uh, for t- hooking me up, and taking care of me. Uh, I'm gonna try that. You know he. It, it, I I can't remember off the top of my head this it was it's this very specific uh flavor of vodka it's it's downstairs in my house right now I haven't tried it yet but he's been in the discord and uh you know DMing me about this unique vodka and how you know he really wanted me to try it so he bought me this like just like box uh, of this care package of stuff uh and uh you know gave it to me on on Saturday at the show and uh you know I'm very thankful for that so you know, anytime, uh, anytime I can get a nice gift from a fan, I, uh, I'm certainly appreciative of it. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, Scott Random didn't have the benefactor money on on Friday night, but uh, he did buy a bottle. Uh, the Goldstein's bought a bottle, and uh, you know, it's uh, got kind of taken over by like everybody. Like fans were in there. It was uh, it was a wild scene. So I even ended up buying buying a bottle and and leaving it with Sam before I took off. Uh, I said, Dom, guard this with your life. Only let, uh, only let uh, Jay Gold and Sam Gold uh, drink out of this bottle. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Uh, very thankful, uh, you know, for those guys have been taking care of us for years. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, you know renting that bar out when we did uh, WrestleMania weekend in Jersey. Uh, you know, they they always go above and beyond to kind of, you know show us some love and, and take care of the boys and the girls on the roster. So uh, I just wanted to say we're all extremely uh, thankful for that and thankful for them. And also, you know, thanks to uh, Scott Random for, you know, the, mm-hmm. the special special presence. Got me a uh, sample pack of Zoa energy drink, the Rocks energy drink. So 
had a little four pack on Saturday. That was awesome. You had a little bit and, more. In, you had a little bit more on that Zoa, huh? <laughs> the Zoa wasn't uh, wasn't rolling solo. That's for sure. The show, and, was, uh, the show was over on Saturday, and uh, we're back in this locker room that was like a house. And you are kind of like ranting and going on. And I look at the Duke. I was like, is he fucked up? Like, where did he, this is a dry town. Where did he, like, how is he so drunk right now? Like you were so drunk after the show. And I was like, where, how did he get so drunk? Like, like, I was like, what the, (laughs) what is going on? And then he's like, the, uh, somebody, the Duke said that, uh, maybe it was razor sharp, brought some alcohol for the roster, uh, for the Jeff Cal tailgate. And uh, the Duke quickly pointed to a completely empty bottle of Tito's that was in the locker room. And he said, I think uh, I think there's a little bit more in those uh, rock energy drinks. Hey, I was, certainly was not uh, handling that that Tito's by myself. But uh, oh, shot off oh, while we're talking about Saturday. Nobody, nobody gave me the Iggy, man. Nobody nobody told me. I told oh, you. Oh, shout out to uh, Ronald Two Legs and the Rip City Pharmacist. Yes. Uh, for um, care package to the Godfather. Taking care of the Godfather and making him uh, extremely happy mm-hmm. uh, for his time in the Cleveland, Ohio, and Jefferson, Ohio uh, areas. Uh, they they took care of him uh, very well. Uh, it was nice. I finally got to meet the Godfather. He was. I was in the hospital when we booked him the first time. Uh, great guy. Uh, wish wish we would have had some more time with him, but he was kind of you know he did what he had to do. He was. You know, been traveling, had to go to New York the next day, uh, but uh, he hung out for a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah. Hey, partook, I don't uh... partook in some things with some of the fans, um, and uh, Kaplan was Kaplan made sure to shotgun a beer for his entertainment. And he looks over at Kaplan, he's like, "Man, you remind me of Bam Bam Bigelow," like, <laughs> which Kaplan has never been happier in his entire life. I don't think at that compliment, he said, yeah, that's what Bam Bam used to do. He used to just shotgun beers. And, uh, so Kaplan ripped another one, uh, just to show, just to show him how quick he can do it again. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a great time. He's, uh, you know, uh, it couldn't be nicer. The Godfather. I can't recommend, uh, booking him enough for, for a signing. If you're, if you're a promoter out there, he is, uh, you know, he's great. He, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the weather was like on your drive there, but, uh, from my perspective, it was awfully cloudy. I'll say that. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. And you were, uh, on, you were on his Instagram story or Instagram. Post, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Me and Tim Donst in the backseat, uh, of my car while I was driving. We're, yeah, we're on the Instagram and shout out to uh, the Kona snow cones. Those were delicious. Sloppy toppy, chicken sloppy fingers. toppy, chicken. <laughs> sloppy toppy. Big fans of AIW now. I got some. I got uh, some chicken fingers off there. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, you know Saturday was you know it was. I mean, it was it was a great day. Honestly, uh, you know that is like just independent wrestling one hundred and one. You know, in a weird small town in a fairgrounds grandstand uh Mm -hmm. you know a legend there signing autographs i mean that's just i don't know that's just what it's all about and like i said the the roster worked extremely hard uh you know the the festival organizers were just so great i i can't i really can't say enough about them you know because 
we have, you know, we, we're always approached by these, you know, we want to bring you in and hire you types of things, and it never really comes together. Um, so you're always kind of skeptical of it, you know, and uh, I was certainly skeptical. I mean, you have to be skeptical, especially when you're just kind of going in sure. cold. I never met them in person or anything like that, and they were, they couldn't have been greater, you know, they uh took care of us uh and it was uh you know it was a good time they already have ideas to do it again next year at an indoor venue and um you know I, I, from what i understand their you know their comic conventions do very well so you know they want to also kind of add this and make it really turn it into a, a wrestling convention this was just kind of like almost like a pilot program like a test run sort of thing to see if there's interest in that area and i you know from what i understand i think you know it kind of, it exceeded their expectation for kind of how quick it came together because this thing came together with you know probably like three months of planning. Yeah, and uh, hey, shout out! We did end up with a couple injuries off of Saturday. Uh, shout out to those guys. Hope they get back and better soon. Tim Donst and uh, Riley Rose. Uh, and Ethan, but, Ethan, Wright, Ethan Wright was a little banged up from Friday night. From well. Friday, yeah. But again, talking about just. These guys being professionals and, and doing their best. All three worked through their injuries during the course of matches, and people had no idea really, for the most part, until the end. I mean, they just, just pushed through. Right. Exactly. Unbelievable. And no shout-out to those guys that, quote-unquote, forgot their gear so they didn't uh, get called up to uh, work a match on Saturday. There's a couple. <laughs> There's a couple people. There's a couple people on the bench that said, oh, I didn't bring my stuff. <laughs> well i think we can wind this one down john thorne what do you what do you say yeah i mean that's fine that's fine with me but we got uh you know speaking of festivals august 14th we we will be in north canton just down the road from mass yeah at the north canton street festival um you know i know like uh i don't know what people are expecting but it's gonna be like multiple little one hour shows. I mean, you have to understand this is a festival. It's not going to be a full blown AIW show, you know? So like family friendly. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not go with the fucking, you know, the fuck chance and everything else. Yeah. Uh, we encourage all the AIW fans to come down. Obviously it's free. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be straight matches, you know, the, the, I think we get one hour for each one of those time slots. So, you know, I would, I would expect like three to four matches every, you know, every two hour. I think, yeah, we're 12, two, four and six. So you'll get, uh, you'll get about, you know, three to four matches every two hours. Uh, we'll be next to the beer tent. Obviously the, we'll be selling merch. Different guys will be down there selling merch. Uh, signing autographs, stuff like that. No, uh, no legend. Uh, we were kind of in talks about bringing a legend in, similar to you know what we did with Godfather, but it just uh, it didn't line up this year. Um, you know, they they had a sponsor for us, but the sponsor kind of backed out last second. So uh, again, if we show that you know we can put on great events, uh, you know, in those time slots, our fans do come out. Uh, act respectfully, you know, this is a whole different ball game. We're hired by the f actual chamber of commerce. Uh, you know, you kind of get that recommendation letter 
and it can open up a lot of doors for a lot more, you know, bigger venues and different opportunities uh, for the company. So, you know, we encourage people to come down, hang out, be respectful, cheer, you know, show that we have a presence and we were, you know, worth, uh, you know, them giving us the space to do this is more or less like a community outreach sort of sort of thing, you know? Yeah, we got a lot of fan, fans who uh, often leave the kids and the families at home to come to a Friday night at the Odie, and they, this is your chance and opportunity to bring the family out uh, on Saturday, August 14th. And then two weeks after that, we got a double shot. Or we got a, a touch of evil at the Odeon. And the very next day, we go Wrestle Rager in Parma. So, yeah, a lot of excitement. Yeah, there uh, Thursday night. Uh, stopped up at the Wrestle Rager spot so uh, some of the guys can kind of take a look at the lay of the land. Uh, and uh, listen, get your tickets. As soon as possible, because uh, we've sold a lot already. And Parker Pierce, who, you know, obviously has not been wrestling very consistently uh, since COVID. This is where he works. He has predicted, like, walk up in the range of 250 to 300 people. Uh, I don't even know that we can accommodate that. So tickets are obviously going to be first come first serve and uh we've already sold close to 200 tickets already so you guys out there you do the math uh you got to get them soon <laughs> you know russell rager is typically a uh, 250 cap at uh now that's class so this is a bigger this is a bigger space but you gotta get them. Uh, as far as the Danhausen show, uh, after air- adding Terry Runnels, I think there's like twenty tickets left. Uh, it's set up for two hundred. There's twenty remaining for that show. Uh, get your tickets for that. And uh, then we have uh, Sunny Days on nine ten. Um, I believe the front row premium seating is very close to being sold out for that. Uh, you know, obviously that one's a little further away, but uh, we locked down Anthony Green. We're trying to bring in more, uh, you know, more of these talents that have never been around. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we're just uh, gradually opening, you know, opening things up. I uh, signed a contract for a new venue in lake county uh which we will be debuting at uh later on in the fall slash early winter uh we have a return to the dadmore shrine lined up uh and we will end the year as of now on a saturday at the odeon uh the weekend of 12 18 which will be it will act as my birthday party because my birthday is on the twentieth. So that's kind of <laughs> what we have, what we have floating around right now. Um, you know, we've we were recently approached by the Winchester. There's places that are trying to add more dates. Uh, I'm trying not to burn you guys out, but uh, you know, we're gonna return to the Winchester. I'm sure at some point. Uh, let me let me leave with this question to you uh 
This double shot weekend saw three pukers. Considering the fact that uh, the next double shot weekend includes WrestleRager. Over, over, under. I'm sorry, this weekend saw four pukers total for the whole weekend. Uh, over, under, four well, pukers for WrestleRager weekend. I think uh, a lot, a lot. I, I can't bet on that yet because we have to lock down dive bar still for the 827 after party. Uh, <laughs> if that comes true, that is a rough weekend for <laughs> everyone. <laughs> All right. If if the if the dive bar if if dive bar is the after party in eight twenty seven, I and we go into Russell Rager, which is in Parma. I know it's a lot closer for a lot of the talents to get home. You know, there's a lot of West Side wrestlers, Parma based guys. Uh, I predict way over four pukers. Uh, way over. Way over 827 and 828. One of them may even be me because I could probably, if I really needed to, I could walk home from first stop. You know, it'd probably take me about 45 minutes, but it's walkable for me. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I, I, I'd, I'd go over four pukers if we get the dive bar on 827. Okay. Are you over under on that? I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, I want to give guys the benefit of the doubt. A few of our pukers were due to the fact that uh, they were working multiple matches uh, on Friday. But I know Taylor's 21 years old. I said, dude, you you shouldn't be puking until you're at least 30. Well, we also had the weird stir in there and you only had one match. So uh, who knows? Yeah, I I think I think my weird stir weird stir also uh, he had about uh, two weeks at the AW uh, Performance Center and then he got called back up so to the main roster so I I don't know if he was fully ready yet (laughs) you know he came back to training about two weeks ago and then he got activated uh, on Wednesday last week I said "Eh, I think I'm gonna put you in there with Bishop and he went what I said "Eh, I don't know it seems like a match Biggins would want. Uh, yeah, I bet I'm going to go over. I'll say over four, four pukers for sure. I, th- I think that number is probably going to be closer to like six or more, but you say way over. So we will find out folks in, uh, just, uh, four short weeks, less than four weeks. So <laughs> we'll provide you with that update at that time. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it here for AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, and of course for Mr. Whiskers, almost forgot about him. But we will talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card Is Going to Change.